This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM, this is Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon, Erev Shabbos, Kodesh Parshas Re'eh. We are almost getting into the Elul season. This is in fact Shabbos Mavorchim of Elul, a time that throughout history we read was always a time that began to inspire fear and trepidation in the hearts and minds of all those who kind of contemplated what it actually means that, you know, that, uh, Rosh Hashanah is, uh, five weeks, five weeks uh, away. And, uh, you know, if we're not going to go into Rosh, into Rosh Hashanah without somehow preparing ourselves and without somehow getting ready for that day, then, uh, this is the time already to start thinking about what we want to do, how we want to get our ship in order before we stand before the Bayreonim on Rosh Hashanah and, uh, you know, uh, plead again for our, for our lives. But we'll have more time to speak about that as we get closer. Again, it's a warm welcome. It's so wonderful to have each and every one of you, uh, with us today in what, uh, has finally become a wintry Johannesburg. You know, we all kind of thought that, yeah, we were going to get by this year and winter was just going to forget to come. And then, you know, as August gets halfway through, you get sort of the, the whip of the tail, which I'm always told is the most dangerous part of, of, uh, of the animal. So we're getting a little bit of a cold, just a taste, just a schmeck of what real of what real winter winter is, but they tell us it's going to go away soon, so we won't worry about it too too much. Anyway, it's it's great to have all of you all of you here, and Baruch uh, Hashem, Shabbos Kaidish is is coming. A respite from from a full week of uh, of of work. Everything is kind of humming and and going on, and uh, it's great. It's great to be part of it. Just a, a concept on the on the Pasha before we go into talking about. Uh, those areas where one is allowed to prepare from Shabbos to weekday. We've been kind of speaking a lot about what you can't do on Shabbos from, uh, for, for the, uh, ensuing, uh, weekday. But now we'll talk about a few things that you, that you can do. But firstly, just, uh, the beginning of the Pasha that everyone always, so it talks about all the commentaries and their cousins all mention this this concept, we're told, See, I'm going to place a bracha before you today. And it says, What is the blessing? That you will listen. That you will listen to the voice of Hashem, of Hashem your God. And the curse, If you won't listen, And you turn off the uh, the uh, the path of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then then there will be then there will be a curse. And it's placed in for us the blessing and the curse. And and the Mofarshim, the commentaries all ask why is it that when it comes to the to the blessing, it says, Asher Tishmu, that you will listen. It's almost a a certainty that you will uh, that you will listen and by the uh, by the by the curse it's like if it's says like a doubt. Yeah, maybe you will, maybe you won't, but if you won't then there will be the consequences of not uh, of not uh, of not living of not living at all. That's one of the famous questions that are asked. A little bit later, uh, we find the Torah starts talking about that you mustn't do certain things outside 
of Jerusalem, there are, there are sacrifices you cannot eat, there are tithes that have to be brought to, to, uh, to the holy city, to Jerusalem, but it doesn't actually ever say the name of the holy city. It says, The place that Hashem, your God, will choose Mikol Shevtechem from amongst all of your tribes, Losumes Shumaisham, to place his name there, then Those you shall search for Hashem there, you shall seek out uh, his divine presence, and you shall come there, without even ever telling us where that place is. And in fact, the, the Rambam in Morim Nevuchim asked that question, why are we never actually told the the name of the place uh, where, where the Beis HaMikdash will, will, uh, will, will be? And, uh, we're kind of left in, in the dark, in the dark, uh, all, all, uh, about it. There is a Ramban, uh, a Ramban in Parshas, Parshas Kairach, that talks about terrible, terrible events that, und- that, uh, took place to the Jewish nation in the time of the, of the, uh, of the judges. There was a, a, a plague that took place even in the time of Davina Melech, where people died for three years, there was a there was a, a hunger, and the Ramban tries to explain to us a little bit why, in fact, that plague took place. And he says, I think that the reason is, says, and he says this is quite logical, that the Jews were being punished because of the fact that they dilly dally, they delayed building. The, the Beit HaMikdash, there was the Aron, there was the Holy Ark that contained the Luchot, that contained the, the Man, that was with them, but that was kind of being shifted from pillar to post, from one tent to, uh, to another tent, like some kind of, uh, like some kind of nomadic, uh, 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 existence, and, and no one was aroused, none of the tribes kind of got to the point where they said, hey, let us find out where that place is. Let us find out. Let us build a permanent place for for uh, for our Kaddish Baruch. Right? The Sheikh Kedushi. You have to search for that place. No one actually went and uh, and searched for a place. He says until David Amelech, King David, was aroused many, many, much time later. And uh, as it says there, that uh, when David was already uh, was already. Uh, Older and his wars were over. Then he said, "Oh, the Aron is 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 living in a temporary structure. Let's see if we can do something about about uh, uh, finding a uh, a permanent a permanent structure." And as we know, he was not actually allowed himself to uh, to build build the uh, the Beit Hamikdash. And he says that uh, the the uh, and and therefore it was built by by King Shlomo. But the, but the Ramban says that. If the Jewish nation would have wanted, and 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 they had been been aroused at the beginning, uh, so then they could have kind of forced the issue and brought about the construction of the of the Beit Hamikdash during the period of the Shoftim of the judges, or during the tenure of Shaul the king, or even earlier in David's in David's uh, 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 reign, because if the uh, if the, the the tribes of Israel had had uh, had been aroused, had been motivated to want to build it, so then uh, 
David Melch wouldn't have had to be the builder. The Jewish nation, they could have built the the builder. But when the people themselves uh, didn't do anything about it, so then David, who was their their leader, he was suddenly he felt compelled to do something about it, and he prepared, and he prepared uh, uh, everything. But uh, so the Ramban is quite uh, quite critical uh, of of the Jewish of the Jewish nation, and that's why the place remained hidden until it, w- it was kind of left hidden until someone, the person who really was the 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 motivating force, the catalyst behind the uh, the building of the of the Beit Hamikdash, he would find out where that place was, and uh, and uh, and then Hashem would reveal it to him, and he would go and. And, uh, and and build it. It's an interesting uh, uh, a theorem, but it requires a little bit of elucidation because if if one sort of combs the the, the sources of, of the Gemaras and 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 the uh, and in, in fact the Psukim, it seems that uh, there was another reason why the Beit Hamikdash could not have been built until there. And in fact, the, 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 the Novi already tells us about it in Yeshua, that when the Jews were busy capturing the land and taking over Israel to, to settle there, so it says there that the, uh, Yevusi, who were living in, in Yerushalayim, so the tribe of Yehuda, whose land was adjacent to, to that, weren't able to, to, to chase them, to chase them out. And, and Rashi, uh, uh, brings there that, uh, he quotes the Medrash, the Sifri, that, uh, in the name of Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha, says, lo yochlu doesn't mean they weren't able to, uh, that they, they, they had the ability, they had the military might to, uh, to do it, but they weren't allowed to. Often, when, when, when someone says, you can't do this, you can't, it, it, it could mean uh, you don't have the ability, you don't have the wherewithal to accomplish something, or it means you you certainly could, but you you mustn't. Don't you can't you can't you can't uh, you can't do it. So Rashi explains that the Jews weren't actually allowed to take over the the area of the uh, of of the Yavusi because there was already a standing agreement. An oath that uh, their forefather Avram Avinu had made to Avimelech, that uh, there was a kind of a peace treaty, a peace treaty that Avram had made with uh, with Avi Avimelech, and the the fact that it was now a nation called the Yavusi. Uh, who were living in Yerushalayim was not, in fact, that doesn't mean that it was that nation of Canaanim, because one of the seven nations was called the Canaani, but it was, uh, but the, uh, the, the person who owned it was a man called Yavus, and, and therefore it's called, and therefore, uh, 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 his descendants, so, so, uh, were, were polished them and they, and they, they took over that, uh, that, that land, uh, and, and they weren't allowed to capture that people because of the, uh, the treaty that had been made with, uh, with, uh, 
came because up till that time a descendant, perhaps a grandson says, or could be a further descendant of of uh Abimelech was alive and therefore the the uh, he made he made a a Shavua Olenini so as long as the his descendants were were alive, they couldn't they couldn't uh, they couldn't do it. So what what comes out that there was there was a, a legal restriction on 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 the Jews ever being able to uh, to get uh, to get Yerushalayim that that place the Beis was under control of someone, <coughs> and they were can they were injunct in from from being able to uh, to take that land and and to build the uh, the the, the Beis only only David Melch later so therefore it's a, a bit difficult on the uh, on the Ramban that says they were they were punished because they didn't. Uh, Go up to Yerushalayim earlier. They couldn't have gone up to to Yerushalayim earlier because they didn't have permission. Third, uh, uh, secondly, there, there's a Gemara that says that when the Jews came to Israel, there were three mitzvahs they had to uh, they had to perform. Uh, one was to uh, get rid of the uh, uh, sorry, one was to point point of, of a king and to get rid of the. Uh, the, uh, family, the nation of Amalek, and then to build the Beit Amagash. And, and the Gemara proves that it had to be done in that, in that order. So therefore, until the first two mitzvot were done, how could Ramban maintain that they already could have happened in the time of the Shoftim or in the time of Shaul? Until, until the first two prerequisite mitzvahs were done, how could, uh, how could, uh, they have built the, uh, the the base uh, the base Hamikdash because that the, the the events had to happen in the correct in the correct uh, 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 sequence. So the the some uh, chazisel of Brody from uh, the Sheshiva uh, writes that in fact you're right that that the truth is what was needed what is required is not only the actual going up and and capturing of of the of the land but there is a concept of preparing oneself of of wanting to do to do a a, a mitzvah that a person any rights that we can learn from this passage that says you should seek out the place of the shrina of a of Akadosh Baruch Hu, that a person is required to to look and to search not only for the 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 Devar Hashem, the 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 word of of Torah, but even that place, a person needs to understand that being in that place is what's going to catapult his relationship, is going to make him even closer to to uh, to the. Uh, to the to the Rabbani Shalom. and therefore the Ramban is is revealing to us to us that there is actually a mitzvah to to look for it and had and he says a tremendous thing he says if the Jews had really really wanted and and had a tremendous motivation and a tremendous sense of of urgency to want to 
to want to come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and to want to have the Beis HaMikdash, it can be that all those other things, that the, the fact that the Yavusi were around, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu could have organized, that they weren't around, the, the whole world could have, could have, uh, could have turned around if there was a sincere desire to do, to do the mitzvah. Because that often creates such an energy, creates such a, 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 a revolution in, in, in Shamayim that the, that the Yerubon Shalom can, can turn the entire world over to, to meet the, the, the desires of, of, of the Jewish nation. Rav, Rav Moshe Feinstein in his, uh, Sefer Darash Moshe talks about the concept of the, the Pesach Sheni. The, the opportunity for those who were unable to bring the, the Korban Pesach on, on the 14th of Nisan because they were unavailable, they were either, they were Tamei, uh, and, and they were therefore given the, the opportunity to, to have a second, a second chance. And Rashi, uh, 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 brings that they actually proposed that we could do something, that even though they were Tamei, the Korban Pesach could have been brought on their behalf by by uh, Tahar people, by pure people, and then and then uh, that somehow could have could have uh, uh, helped them to fulfill their desire. Even though uh, all the commentaries prove that there's absolutely no way that they could have fulfilled their obligation, but still, that whole new mitzvah Hashem created a new mitzvah of. Pesach Sheni, simply because of these people had such a strong motivation, such a strong desire to want to be part of it, to want to fulfill the mitzvah, even though that their proposal was absolutely absurd. It wouldn't have helped them at, at all. A, a Tamay person can never fulfill his obligation by the fact that uh, a Tahor person will, will, uh, will shek the carbon Pesach for him. It, 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 it needs to be, it needs to be his own, his own thing. But yet that, that incredible, uh, 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 Need and want that they had to be part of things, to 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 join things, to be part of what was going on. That created that created the ability, and and that's that's what we need to have for 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 the for the Beit Hamikdash. And and that's that's he says that's the that's that's Ramban's uh, 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 claim against the Jewish nation that we didn't want it badly enough, and therefore all these other things were in the way and and, and stopped us from being able to to have. Have the Beit Hamikdash, and, and we have to uh, in our life think of what are our priorities. What are the things we really, really want? What are the things we, we, we're pining and 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 and, uh, and crying to Hashem for? Because those are the things that can really happen, and Hashem can turn over the entire world for us to to make these things happen. We're going to come back just after the break with a sh- segment on Hilcha Shabbos. This is one point nine Chai FM on the greatest. Station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM. This is Soul to Soul on Friday afternoon. Great to have you with us. This is, as we said, Erev Shabbos Kodesh Pashas, Pashas Re'eh. The important times you need to know for this week are, uh, candle lighting time is no later than 5.31. Half, uh, 31 minutes past five is the latest time for candle, 
Candlelighting Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 6.22, minutes past 6. As it says, we do uh, say Bench Rosh Chodesh this week for, for Chodesh Elul. Rosh Chodesh will be on Tuesday and uh, Wednesday of, of this week. Of course, then on Wednesday, which is the 1st of Elul, we begin uh, blowing the shofar in the morning after after shachar, just to kind of issue a real wake up call to our neshama, to our souls, that it's really time to get get busy and start doing things. And of course, we also say then the uh, Psalm 27, which we say every morning after shacharit and uh, and every night after uh, after Mayrev, all the way from Moshchadashel, all the way up till and including. Uh, Shmini Atzeret at the very end of the uh, of the Sukkot of the Sukkot uh, uh, holiday, um, we are talking about the areas where one is allowed to do things on Shabbat that may be seen as primarily preparation for after Shabbat, but. Uh, uh, they are, in fact, permitted. We, I think, we, we gave the example last week of the lulav that after one uh, <coughs> one shakes the lulav, one is allowed to put it back in the water, even though the next time you're going to take it would be on on chalamayin. And of course, the reason being because you're simply doing it so that when you take the lulav the next morning, it'll still be fresh. It'll still be a a, a usable. Uh, 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 you're not in any way uh, showing a disrespect. To, to the Shabbat or, or, or the Yom Tov, but you're just making sure that you're able to do the mitzvah. Also, the uh, the uh, the next uh, the next the next day, uh, we said if a person, let's say, uses a a a book, a sefer, he's learning from it on on uh, on on Shabbos, and you want to be able to come back to that book uh, after Shabbos, so I can take a a bookmark. And put it uh, in the book at the place where I've left off, even though I'm, I'm I've, I probably will not get back to that book again on Shabbos, but I might look at it again during the week. So again, that isn't the way preparing, but again, it's just so I can find the place easily, uh, uh, and I'll be able to carry on learning from that book during the uh, during the uh, uh, a week. Um, if someone, let's say, took a a sefer or a a, a sidur to to shul on on Shabbat. So if there is an Erev, he would be allowed to uh, take that sitter home after after davening, even if he's not going to necessarily use it again on Shabbos. He might not use it again until after Shabbos, but again, that is that is uh that is uh permitted. Um also similarly one can take uh Foods that are left over from the Shabbos meal, even though you're not going to eat them again on on Shabbos, one can take them and uh, and put them back in the in the uh, in the refrigerator as as one would do all the uh, all the time. And again, yes, I may only eat them again on the next day, but uh, I'm allowed to do that to to keep them fresh. And edible for the next time I want to, uh, I want to, uh, to eat them. Um, also, uh, I can, let's say I finished the meal and while well, we said you cannot wash 
dishes uh, that you're not going to need again on on Shabbat, but uh, one can just uh, rinse them under under water as as one uh, is wont to do all the time, so that the uh, the leftover food won't won't necessarily stick to the uh, to the to the walls of the you know if you have a pot and it's full of uh, remnants so then you're allowed to uh you're allowed to uh pour water on that so that to make it a little bit easier to uh to to clean um you are uh, you can take let's say uh if you're leaving your house on on Shabbos afternoon and you're not uh, going to come back until at uh, let's say night, so uh, you can take the keys with. Again, you're not going. You're not coming back till after. Or you can even let's say, uh, uh, you know, uh, right now it's kind of noon and it's uh, quite warm. But uh, you know, as the sun disappears, it's going to start getting a bit cooler, and you want to take a, a jersey with you so that you'll have it to wear. Uh, uh, you know, later on when, when it's necessary. So you can take that. Even if you leave your house at, at, at lunchtime, you can take the jersey with you to use, to use, uh, later on or even, uh, on Moitza Shabbos. Again, that's not, uh, that's not, uh, 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 forbidden at all. But again, you shouldn't say it. Don't say, okay, I'm taking, I'm taking the jersey with me so that I'll have it to wear on, uh, on Moitza Shabbos. Just, just, uh, just do it. Matter of fact, is is brought down in the uh, in the Shulchan Aruch in, in Simon Tuf Tuf Tezayin. Um, in a kind of uh, situation where one has no other other choice, uh, if the intent of doing certain things is simply to uh, prevent a situation where there's going to be a huge imposition placed on a person or where the alternative is to do a, a, a tremendously bothersome and, and, and burdensome type, type work. So there are situations where one's allowed to do, uh, certain easy activities, activities that won't require a lot of effort or a lot of work for the purpose of, of, uh, of uh, of weekday, uh, even though they're kind of things that one necessarily wouldn't do all the time, they're not necessarily part of one's uh, of one's uh, routine, but one still is allowed to do it. Provided again that you shouldn't show or demonstrate in any way that you're doing them uh, for the weekday. You're doing them for the for the benefit of uh, after. After shops, because if you did that, then that would be, again, that would be a bit of a, a denigration. That would be a bit of a zilzul to to Shabbat, and that one has to be uh, 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 careful about. Let's say, uh, for example, um, let's say you're leaving on Shabbos afternoon, you're going somewhere. Uh, obviously, it's not with, with outside of the tchum, but the place where you're going to be, where Shabbos ends. Uh, you're not going to be able to find a substance. You're not going to be able to find, let's say, wine or grape juice for making for making havdalah. Uh, uh, so you can then actually take with you uh, wine for the havdalah. You should take it in a in a uh, in a uh, you know, packet or something, so it's not obvious what you're what you're doing. And again, 
it should be, uh, it's, you should actually do it earlier in the day so that people seeing you would, uh, would have a reason to believe, oh, you're taking it uh, as a gift for Shabbos, so you're going to a lunch or something like that. Uh, one, one should avoid doing it late in the, uh, in the afternoon because that would then give the impression that one's doing it for, for, for might say, for might say Shabbos, and that would be, could be problematic because it looks like you're not treating Shabbos with the, uh, with the, uh, with the, with the right respect. If, however, uh, you would actually use that wine on Shabbos, let's say in that place where you're going, uh, you're going to have, uh, you're going to have Shalshudas. So then, uh, the wine is not exclusively for use for Havdalah after Shabbos, but I'm going to use some of it. We'll have a bit of wine to drink also at, uh, at Shalshudas. Uh, and we mentioned actually, uh, uh, before that there were actually, there are some places that have the, the custom that they actually make Kiddush by, by Shalashadas. But even if not, if you decide to have a bit of a, a Lachayim, then that would be, obviously, that would be, uh, totally and, and, and absolutely, uh, uh permitted. I'm where there's an error because now I'm carrying it to use on Shabbos, and that certainly is not a problem. I'm not even preparing it. For I may also use that to Shabbos, but my my primary purpose can certainly be viewed as being that I'm that I'm buying that I'm taking it to use on on Shabbos. We're going to come back with our closing segment in a moment. Just one more short advert break. Please stay tuned. Don't run away. This is Soul to Soul on 101.9. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 High FM. This is Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon. Thank you for being with us. We have just a few more minutes left together. So we've spoken about what you can do. We've spoken about those things that you can do in in such a way, in such a kind of a clever way that although you may be doing it for after Shabbos, it looks like you're doing it for Shabbos by taking the bottle of wine early or using it for Shabbos. There are times where, particularly in a situation to avoid a a, a loss or the possibility of of damage or, or or loss, one would even be allowed to do things on on Shabbos where it seems clear, it seems evident that the purpose of doing them would be for after Shabbos. Let's say, for example, you have a big lunch and you have lots of your, I don't know, tables and, and chairs and things outside on, on the lawn, wherever, and and and, uh, and now it's getting uh, very overcast and uh, there's a great possibility that it's going to, it's going to, uh, to rain. Uh, on the rest of the Shabbos, that will be one example. Or you have uh, uh, food again that uh, uh, if you leave it out, it's going to uh, it's going to get ruined. So you're allowed even to put that back in the uh, in the freezer. Let's say you have ice cream that you serve for 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 dessert. So those things clearly uh, to leave it out could cause a possible uh, a possible damage. To, uh, to, to them, um, uh, right, uh, uh, so that, that one would be allowed to do on, uh, on, uh, on, on, on Shabbos. Um, right, uh, the, 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 in fact, the, the Mughan of Rome brings, brings down that, 
uh, let's say you have uh, you have some meat that hasn't yet uh, uh, been been salted, and uh, if you're going to leave it till after Shabbos, then three days are going to pass, and you won't be able to to cook it because the blood will be considered to ready. You sort of be entrenched uh, in there, like you're not allowed to pour water over the the meat. Uh, before that three day deadline passes so that you'll be able to cook it, uh, afterwards because you're not allowed to get involved and, and, and do something to another object to, to save yourself from, from, uh, a loss and that, uh, and that the, uh, the Mishnah there in, in Shinchavalef brings down that if it's a shasatachak, if it's a situation where really could be a sizable loss, you can rely on some of the other 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 uh scheme that disagree with the Magnavram and and uh allow allow that and uh, many of the uh, uh contemporary uh uh including uh Abavadya, agree with that uh with that psak of the uh of the uh, of the Shulchan of the Shulchan Arach. So that uh that is also again uh, in order to to avoid a, a a big damage. Even though clearly what you're doing, you don't need the tables inside for for Shabbos anymore. Uh, it was just to protect them and be able to use them for another for another day for another occasion. That would certainly be uh, would be would be usable on uh, on uh, on Shabbos. So that's a little bit about the, the laws of preparation. Those things that are forbidden to to do from from uh, Shabbat to Chol and and you know the kind of things where one needs to think ahead of time you know if I need to do this can't, is there some way I can do it before Shabbat or, or or you know make sure that it's that it's done and that uh, I should need to to do something on Shabbos for for the weekend and then those situations where it's uh, completely and and totally permitted to to uh, prepare. On. And those are usually things that don't involve much bother and, and the things that, although yes, I'm only going to benefit from them, uh, you know, uh, I mean, one's a lot, we learned about, uh, we learned about preparing for, for, uh, uh, a test for, let's say, particularly a Kaidish kind of, a, a, a situation. So certainly, again, you're only going to use the knowledge on, uh, when you write the exam, whatever, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, whatever day it might be. But, uh, you're quite happy to have the knowledge right now. We 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 had such a thing uh, brought down in the laws of of uh, Purim, where a person who's going to be reading the Megillah, let's say it's a year where where Purim comes out on uh, Motzei Shabbat on on Saturday night, uh, as it does uh, quite uh, quite quite often. Um, uh, and the person Balkorei wants to actually go over and prepare the Megillah on on Shabbat again. Ostensibly, he is preparing for an event that's going to take place after after Shabbat, but uh, we allow it because the the knowledge and the the information that he, gla- he that he gleans is also something he's quite happy to have at at the moment, and therefore it's not even considered uh, preparation for for Shabbat. Well, that kind of brings us to the end of our our time. We're going to leave you uh, in the hands of uh, the, with some hear some news, hopefully good news, and then we're going to hear the uh, chief rabbi's uh, Arab Shabbos uh, address. 
and then we'll leave you to hear some beautiful music before, before, until Shabbat goes. Remember, Shabbat candles not later than 5.31. And I just have the last moment to wish each and every one of you a, a beautiful, a beautiful Shabbos. Remember, as I said, it's Shabbos Mavorchim. So try to get, try to get to Shul, try to be part of a Bechdachodesh, try to get some inspiration. I'm sure the Rabbonim in town will be kind of, you know, sounding the alarm bells and, and starting to, trying to get us started a little bit on our L and our L prep and just uh, have a beautiful Shabbat together with your loved ones and, and your family. And thank you each and everyone so much for being part of our radio family, for listening uh, week in, week out, and, and for occasionally even sending some some feedback. It's it's greatly, greatly appreciated. This is Soul to Soul on Chai FM, and I wish you each and every one of you a Shabbat Shalom.